Are you ready to be inspired and empowered by the stories of a truly unstoppable woman? Then get ready for an exciting new episode of Unstoppable Women. I'm your host, Noelle Peterson, the Journey Navigator. Today, I'm going to chat with another remarkable and inspiring woman. In each episode, we feature a different guest who has overcome adversity and achieved amazing things in our career and in our personal life. Through authentic conversation, you'll learn about her struggles, journeys, and breakthrough moments that have helped her become the unstoppable woman she is today. Each guest brings a unique perspective and a powerful wisdom. You'll gain valuable insights into how to overcome challenges, break barriers, and thrive in your own life. You'll walk away feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to take action toward achieving your own goals. Welcome, ladies, to Unstoppable Women this week. I'm so excited. Today, we get to have Sally Wurr with us. She's an expert at teaching others how to take the necessary steps to calm the chaos of life. She's known as the Storm Whisperer. Her stories teach people how to weather the storms of life without spiraling into an abyss. She challenges you to rethink and question your daily routines. She's an international speaker, best-selling multi-book author, and life design coach. She's been a guest on many TV and radio shows and podcasts. You can reach out to her following this on Facebook and follow her on LinkedIn or via email, sally at sallyware.com. Thanks, Sally, for joining us today. I'm excited to be here as always. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Sally and how you came to be the Storm Whisperer. You know, that was a moniker that somebody else gave me. And it's because I just have a unique, uh, different approach to what we call the storms in life or or chaos or or those moments where we have to really dig deep uh, to overcome the obstacles that we're all faced with on a daily basis. We have stuff coming at us constantly. And sometimes they're little obstacles and sometimes they're massive. Um, and, and in my particular case, sometimes I have massive coming up multiple times, you know, multiple at the same time that all have to be dealt with. And it's, it's the way my brain my brain functions is how I manage to calm that chaos and get stuff done. I mean, that there's a lot, you know, we have, I feel like a lot of us women have those times in just normal days. Yeah. Yes. Then things actually happen on top of that for, for good and bad. And we have to manage and adjust. So what, tell us about your books. What's your latest book? You know, my latest book hasn't been published yet. I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's taken me a little bit longer to finish. It's called Power of Leg, a Legacy. And it's the third in a trilogy. Power of Awakening came out a year ago. Power of Purpose came out shortly thereafter. And Power of Legacy is like the end of the, of the trilogy. But, you know, what I try to do with Power of Awakening is get into people's heads, right? And say, are you in the driver's seat? Are you doing what your purpose is, not what someone thinks your purpose is. And one of the stories I share is a, a friend of mine was an extremely good artist. And in her younger years, her parents said, but you're not going to make any mon money being an artist, right? Because that's what most parents think. And so she went to college, got her accounting degree, and she became an accountant, which is great. You can be an accountant. 
but it didn't feed her creative side. They, it fed her analytical side and it certainly paid her bills. But so many times we listen to what other people think and put ideas. And it's okay to put ideas in people's heads. That's how we all grow. But is it truly what you're meant to be? And is it what gets you up in the morning and gets you excited? I mean, I don't know about, and I think you're, we're, we're, you and I are of the same ilk that we get up in the morning. We're pretty happy for our day, right? We like what we're doing and we like what we do for other people, but not everybody's in that boat. And so powerful awakening is to start giving people ideas to open themselves up to what could be and giving them the steps to be able to get that done. There's a lot in that awakening and that ability to be aware of what can be because we get so focused on just going through the motions that we don't think of that it's possible to change our direction. Very, very true. And, and, and it takes guts, right? It takes guts to step outside that little comfort zone that we all like. To, I like my comfort zone. Don't get me wrong. I like comfort and I like ease and knowing what's coming, but it gets boring there. <laughs> it's boring there for most of us. And, and uh, I, I just think that we need to, we need to figure out what it is we're doing. And, and what I've discovered, what I discovered with power of awakening and, and certainly all the way through to power of legacy is that we have to be honest with ourselves about what are our skill sets, right? I mean, I'd like to say I'm a rocket scientist, but you know, there's just not enough between these ears that skill set wise could make me a, a rocket scientist, right? I mean, any more than a rocket scientist could do what I do on a daily basis, exactly. right? I mean, we all have skill sets. So I, when I wrote Power of Awakening, went back to my earliest, my earliest thought patterns and worked my way through every, every year that I could remember details of and saw a pattern that I had never realized I had before. And it, it brought in power of awakening. It brought a lot of things up that I went, Whoa, okay. I was one of those kids, you know, uh, one of those kids that, that was busy and my brain was always working and my parents worked very hard to keep me active and engaged. Otherwise, you know, a bored Sally is not a good Sally. Now I'm all, now I'm good with just being bored. I can sit and read for hours, but Knowing where you're coming from and what lessons you learned along the way is a huge dynamics as to who you are today and the things that you deal with and tolerate and, and how, you, how you react to the trouble that surrounds you on a daily basis comes a lot from what you learned early in life. It's who we are. It's who we were built and we learn from those experiences and those influence that we've had those early years and even you know early adult years. It doesn't mean we can't make changes, but it does explain how we got here and help us understand how we make decisions. Exactly. And, and you know, most of us as adults have learned to cope and but there's more. Yep. And I think that's where I come from is, is, is there more that you want to do? And, and do you need help getting there as opposed to, you know, I'm afraid to step out of my comfort zone. You know, what will people think of me um, and give yourself the grace 
give yourself the grace to say, I need to change this about me to be a better me. And, and sometimes we don't slow down enough to do that. We, we get so focused on taking care of our families. We've talked about this a lot with the me, we, me, we, me, we, me. Yep. That's it. I keep going backwards on this. (laughs) Just remember that for me, the me, we, me was a me before I was married and I was married at 19. So I had 19 years of me, right. As a part of a family and someone's daughter and, and all that that entails. And then for 45 years, I was a we, my husband and I, we were married. It's a partnership, you know, I consider marriage a partnership. You signed a contract and, and um, till death do you part. And in my case, it was death do you part. My husband, as you know, I lost my husband in 2020 to cancer. And then I became a me again. And, and so who is this second me? I call it me squared. And what, what else, out of all the stuff I've learned up to this point in life, what do I want to do with the next, that third part of my life? And, and part of that was writing and speaking and engaging with people and, and helping people figure out their next steps. Right. Um, I don't wish someone losing their husband on anybody, uh, you know, but I had 45 years of, of marriage, a good marriage. And, you know, we traveled the country and we had a good time, but when he passed away, we were we were a two corporation family. So I have my company, he has his company, and so I, I had I not only did had to deal with the fact that he was dying, and and cancer is not a an easy death of, of anybody that's had to go through that and watch a loved one, but it was speedy for us. He from diagnosis to death was four months and, and a week. So it we no more got a handle on. Oh my goodness, what did we? What, what do we have going on here? And can we beat it? And my husband never, never wavered from the thought that he was going to beat it. He, he just it never did. And I being the Google search person that I am knew I would be lucky to have him throughout the, through the summer. And so we're coming up on his third anniversaries of, of his death, the end of this month. And it's, you know, you, you just pick up and keep going because for me, the other the, the other choice, which I've been told many times, was it's a choice that many people take. And it's not to say that it's right or wrong, but I just kept going. I had to close this company down. I had to keep running mine. You know, I have a household now that I'm, you know, I, I miss him every Friday when I have to take the trash out, right? I mean, I miss him other times too, but, but <laughs> it's be funny about this, right? Because it's, it's, it's otherwise, otherwise you spiral into this downward abyss of negativity and depression when, as I tell people, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still here. And and as long as I'm still here, I need to do whatever takes Sally up versus down. And so, you know, I, I tease and say, yeah, you know, I got to take the trash out down Fridays, darn it. Um, or, or, you know, I had to hire someone to mow the lawn because I'm not going to mow the lawn. I'm, I'm allergic to grass. But I've had whenever I've spoken on stage, especially about the, the with my husband dying during during COVID. I mean, he was diagnosed the first first month that they really pushed the COVID issue here in the United States. But you know, I, I had to keep going. I had to keep going, and I had to navigate things that we've never navigated before. How do you have a memorial 
when everybody's on lockdown? How do you see an oncologist when you're on lockdown? How do you end up in a hospital when you're in lockdown and they allow you in to see your spouse? You know, just lots of things that you don't allow that negativity to stop you. And I love your title, Unstoppable Women, because you just do it. And you figure out as you're you're climbing through that, what are my options? And choose whatever fits for you at that particular moment. And that's what people don't do. They, They don't logically think through what are my options and then choose the one that fits them. They try to, we, we're people pleasers. We try to choose what's going to make everybody else happy. And that comes into the equation. But bottom line is what works for you. Now you've got to know your priorities. What is it that you stand for? What are your values? What are you willing to die for? What, what is that? You know, um, one book we were reading was called the Vertical Alignment. What is the order of priorities so that you know what comes first to help you make those decisions? I, I will say my mother didn't make the same choice. She did not watch somebody pass away, but she lost her children to empty nesting and my and her career to retirement. And she never made those same or similar decisions to push forward. And you know, I think that generation you know, back then had, uh, had more of that than we do now. But even today, we've got many women who are choosing their families and taking care of the kids and, the, and their jobs, and they're not taking that time to look inward to evaluate who they are so they can make better decisions. Well, they just simply don't have the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the bandwidth. I mean, I, I'm, I've always been self-employed for the most part. I, I've always been self-employed. So my schedule is my own. And, and it helped us when our daughter was growing up because I would work during her her school hours. And when two o'clock came, I shut things down. There was nothing that needed my care after two o'clock, but my daughter. Um, and, you know, there are some families where the husband stays home that, and that's fine. My, that was not my situation, but I always understood very early on that taking care of our daughter was always, always going to land on my shoulders. And that's not to take anything away from my spouse. It just, he felt his was more important. And I think that's typical in most households. And so I just accepted the fact that, you know, our daughter's care was my responsibility and I did things accordingly. And when she, a year before she left for college, I cranked up my business, which is SW Insurance Corp, which I've always, I still have. I, I have an insurance brokerage where I do employee benefits had it for many, many, you know, long time. Uh, but with that year before she went away to college, I started cranking and longer hours and more hours because her senior year, she didn't need me. Right. Except for, you know, here and there. And, you know, hey, mom, do you have 10 bucks, right? Uh, we're, we're, the money, we're the money exchange at their senior year. But it helped me prepare when she went away to school because she didn't just go up the street 20 minutes, right? She went to school in Hawaii. So I knew it was a seven and a half hour, seven and one half hour flight to get to her. And, you know, there aren't that many flights every day. So I had to make sure that I, in my own brain said, look, she's 18 and you've spent 18 years giving her the tools to survive. And she wanted to go to school there. 
I should have gone to school in Australia if she could have, because it was even further away. But you know, that that's that mentality, right? Of, of independent when we when we raised independent children. And so so Hawaii was the furthest she can get away. It was a great experience for her, right? Because she wanted to go there. We allowed her to go there. And and um, but for me, I had to mentally shift and say, she's been given all the tools, she's got great street smarts. And whatever happens is going to happen. And there's nothing in, within my control that can change it. And so all I have to do is if something awful happens, which I hope it doesn't, is to navigate whatever that crisis is, whatever chaos ensues. But it's a mental shift that you actually, as a parent, have to do when you're becoming an empty nester and worrying about your children. You have to trust that you did everything and gave them everything they needed. Because when, when they become adults, it's on them. It's no longer our responsibility. It's not, they have to learn and live with the consequences. It's not up to us to fix things anymore. And that's a, it's a hard transition for many of us parents. I know we struggled with that with our daughter. Um, and just the acknowledgement that she's an adult. She's going to do what she's going to do. She's going to make the choices she's going to make. And we chose to lean in and be available so that we could be an influence. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, that is, it's a, it's a choice that you consciously have to walk through to be available. You do. So you're tell- always a parent. I mean, you're always a parent, That's but you can step back. And the sooner you step back and let them fly, the better. They come back with the desire to have the conversations. You're not pushing those conversations. Yes. And so you can have those and be an influence and be available. So tell us how Sally became independent and a little a little bit how you are unstoppable. You know, I like to say I was born this way. I truly do. When I wrote Power Awakening and I went back to as early as five years of age, I was that my nickname in the household was Sassy. <laughs> and I just had that spit and fire that I think was ultimately I was born with. And, and I, I talked to people about tools in your toolbox. I, when I, again, when I go back and I was, I was reevaluating my life up to age 19, I found times in fourth grade and fifth grade and sixth grade, and certainly in high school where I was put in leadership roles. And I like to think it's because at the base of who I am, I am a fair minded person. And I want us all to win. And that's not just saying that. I want us all to win. And I think that comes across. And I think it came across even when I was in fourth grade. Um, But they also, the flip side of that is, is if you cross a line, you're done. And I'll tell you, you're done. I'll tell you, you are toast. And you are with me. Um, That doesn't come out very often, especially as an adult. I mean, I've I've learned to to control this. Now I walk away from those people and they may or may not know that I just cut them out. It doesn't really matter to me because I don't care at that point. But when I was younger, I was one of those people that fought for the underdog and played alongside the others that were playing at the level I was playing at. But, But I was born this way. I, when something needs to be taken care of in many, many instances of my life, when other people back off, I step forward. 
And that's a little bit of a difference from a lot of other people. Most people will step back and just watch and see what happens. And, and I'm not, I'm not good staying in one place. Um, I try to make sure I know all the sides of the story. Um, and sometimes I fail. I'm not infallible, right? I mean, I make errors in judgment, uh, but I do try to see all sides of a story and everybody's point of view. And then I make my own decision, not necessarily who I'm going to believe, but knowing that any kind of issue or problem is two-sided. I have my side and their side and somewhere in the middle is a balance that we need to find. So I would say unstoppable me is I was born this way and thank goodness uh, I don't, I'm not one that shies away and, and steps back. And, and thankfully, my husband didn't want to marry somebody that shied away and stepped back. He was a little bit more reserved. And so we were like the yin and yang, right? You know, and it's, it's much like you and Robert. I mean, you both have your personalities and your strengths and, and your weaknesses. And, and we rely on our partners to fill in the gaps. And, you know, if I, we always said in, my, in our early years of marriage, I, if someone just needs to be flat out told off and put in their place, Sally steps forward. And if someone needed tact and and coercion or, or any of those words you want to put into that, that would have been my husband. And, and uh, again, I'm a little bit more balanced these days and certainly more so now, but we grow, we grow, we grow. And that, we're still here because we still have learning and growth to do. We still have something more that we have in our abilities. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I've lived through a lot of different things. And so I'm in that give back now. Right. So, so I wrote, I, the first book I wrote was succeed with purpose in 2019, wrote it really was an ego thing. I just want to go on to Amazon and see my name when I pull up, when I, when I type in my name, see a book pop up. Uh, but I wrote it with the thought pattern because I do employ benefits with the thought pattern that there's so many people out there that they have these goals and these ambitions and, and their heart felt right they want this to happen but they are clueless about how to get it done and so succeed was with purpose was written with stories sharing how to take whatever it is and break it down so one of the analogies i used was a friend of mine who in the worst way wanted to take her, her family on a vacation to mexico before the kids grew up and moved right they'd never really taken a family vacation but she was clueless as to how to figure out how to make this work. Just kept saying, well, maybe next year. Well, maybe next year is not going to come unless you plan for it. Right. And so I taught her how to, okay, so just dream, right? If you're to go online and if you're to go to Mexico, first of all, you need to go to an all-inclusive with two, two growing boys, um, find an all-inclusive that you like and that the reviews are good. And what's it going to cost you for the amount of days you want to go for? And then find out what it costs for the airline tickets. And you know, and, and the incidentals, the clothing, the suitcases, all those, that list of things that you need in order to take a vacation with your family. And then take that total, add 20% to it because there's gotchas. Um, there's always unexpected, like maybe your airline doesn't take you home the day that it's supposed to, uh, which we've all had to live through here in the last year, uh, that you add 20% and then you figure out how you can afford that. 
you take it on a second job, that you can take the funds and put in the in the the, the vacation fund. You take you know a certain amount of dollars out of your paycheck every week and throw it in the cash drawer or wherever you keep your your funds for vacation. But figure out how long it's going to take you to save for that vacation. And then when you start saving, you start putting alerts on. So when is there a sale on airline tickets? When's there a sale at that resort? And then you can take advantage. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're building the awareness in your own mind of those things. So you come aware of what's happening, but also the mindset of, okay, I'm saving now. And so you make choices differently. Cause like, Oh, I don't need that Starbucks as bad as I really do. Cause I'd rather go on vacation. Yes. And five bucks a day is going to add up. Even if it's five bucks a week, it's going to add up because you're going to just start noticing those things. But exactly, dream big, dream specific, and start planning because it's not going to happen if you don't make some action. Yeah. You're never going to get there. Yeah. Um, unless you're unless you're lucky and you make enough money where you just say, I'm going to go there and you go, right? But that's not majority of people out exactly. there. You know, yeah. it's not the majority of people. And so what I like to do is I like to share and help people plan whatever it is that you're, whatever it is that you want to do. I had to be very good at structuring things to help people plan for them. You know, uh, whether it's stories we share or workbooks we're working on, um, you know, those are just the structure that get people to move into the driver's seat of their life and do the things that make them happy because, if you're not happy, then nothing's going to go right. I'm a firm believer in the universe will deliver exactly what you want. Yep. So be careful how you ask for it. Exactly. You know, and, and as you said, dream big. Because truly, truly, any anything that your mind can conceive, chances are you can make it happen. God gave you the thoughts for a reason. And, and we live in this country where we have the ability to come and go, especially as women, and really do within certain parameters anything that we want to do. Yeah. Anything. I mean, write a book if you want to. I mean, I've inspired two of my friends to write books. One of them's already got three books out this year. Nice. And it's like, you're on, you talk about unstoppable, right? I mean, and that's what we bring is we bring that inspiration and that wisdom of all the years that we've lived to these next generations and those that are coming in behind us. Uh, it, and even those that are beside us, like you said, it's friends. It's friends. So inspiring women around us to be their best and do have the impact that they're meant to have in this world. And when they're feeling overwhelmed, to give themselves grace to change direction. Yeah, totally. It's your right. It's your prerogative. It's your responsibility. Yeah. To yeah. be the woman you were made to be. You know, it's, it's I. One of the things when my husband was alive is he was an early riser, and I'm an early riser too. And I used to, we used to both be up by five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. He'd already be showered and downstairs by six thirty, and you know, I'd follow shortly thereafter. And, and when he passed, I said, okay, so does that getting up that early serve me to get up and just like, boom, 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 get, get going. And what I did the first couple of years is instead I got up and I got my cup of coffee with my jammies still on and, and I journaled and I read and I, and I relaxed. So I didn't even jump in the shower till eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, nice. That was unheard of 
prior, right? And matter of fact, my husband probably would have rolled his eyes and said, are you sick or something? <laughs> you know, because you get into habits as, as husband and wife, you, as, as spouses, you get into habits with each other. And we're not kind always with our eye rolls. <laughs> no, and, uh, comfortable. Yeah, but it, it should be, right? Yeah. So, so I gave myself grace and I said, I don't have to maintain that. Now, this morning I was up and out of bed at 5 a.m., right? I was ready. I was ready for my day. I have a lot of things going on. But choices and give yourself grace if I, because I'm self-employed, if I decide that, oh, it's going to be 85 out today, do I have time to sit on the deck even for an hour? Yeah. You know, um, and to give yourself grace for that or say, no, today's today I'm going to work really hard because Friday it's still going to be nice and I'm going to take Friday off. Instead of giving myself an hour, I'm going to take that entire day off with the exception of an event I think I have with some friends around five that night. I'm just thinking I have you know, Maybe. <laughs> things, just a little things. Um, but it's choices and being aware that you have those choices and you can choose to live this way or that way, but you also have the consequences of those choices. Dang those consequences, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there again, you get that, you get that fork in the road. And I, a story I like to talk about is, you know, you're, you're tooling down the road and it's just that flat pavement. There's no potholes, no nothing. Everybody's laughing and joking and having a good old time. And then there are other mornings or other days that you wake up and, and the road is, steep and it's windy and curvy and there's breakaways on the sides of the road and, and some just humongous potholes that you keep landing in. You, when you have those kinds of days, that's when you have to take a step back and say, okay, world, I've had enough of these potholes. I don't want any more. And you have to physically and mentally go in and change how you're, because usually on those days, my shoulders are up here and I'm just, you know, um, and you just have to calm. You got to reset. And reset. And so yeah. my, uh, my, my, whenever I get, find myself getting keyed up like that, as I sit back and I just think, oopsies, Avon calling. Um, you just sit back and you relax and you, Listen to the ocean waves, right? And if you're not next to an ocean, you put them on and the ocean as the waves roll in and they crash on the, on the sand and then they run up on the sand and then they pull back only to build up steam and roll forward again and flow out. And I mentally make my brain do that. Just slow it down, roll in, roll back, roll in, roll back until I'm on that road that at least has smaller potholes to hit. Right. Yeah. Or, or better uh, suspension in the vehicle. Yes. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. Cause your Bronco probably has good suspension. <laughs> but, but it's, yeah, it's just changing and, and it's change of perspective, a change of breathing and focus and just energy that you're coming to the day with. So if you start off the day with your habits and your uh, priorities and your plans and your, your normal routine, and you're aware and you're making that choice to have an amazing day versus getting up, getting going and the, okay, I, I'm missing my entire routine because I'm late and this is happening and this is happening. I got a seven o'clock meeting. 
whatever it is, it changes the energy. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the people around you recognize that. Oh, 100%. You know, the people that know you recognize. I mean, more, I tell more them than you do, maybe. Huh? More than you do, maybe. Absolutely so. Absolutely so. And, and people say, well, don't you ever have a bad day, Sally? I said, no, I don't usually have bad days. Uh, I mean, I have a few, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm human. Yeah, we're not immune. But I said, if, if you're around me enough, you can generally read it in my body posture and my facial expressions because it's a clear dead giveaway if I'm not having a good day. Um, the words I speak, the smile I put on are there, but the eyes and the body don't match. Right. It, it's, it is 100% the energy that you bring to a situation. And whether your face shows it or not, the energy you're exuding will show it for sure. But Sally, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a fabulous time chatting with you. Thank you for having me. How can people find you? You know, the best way is to find me on my website, Sally, www.sally, S-A-L-L-Y, W-U-R-R.com. And I have a giveaway. If anybody's interested, they can go to sallywer.com forward slash work with me. And there is a mini workbook called five steps to discovering you. And that's where I start everybody on my retreats and my, my courses that I teach. And that is that discovering you and who are you and what makes you tick and get you to where you need to be. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sally. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Are you an entrepreneur or business owner? If so, you need to know about the Achieve Systems Business Building Membership. We are one of the best referral-based communities that wants to refer you. We help generate you thousands of leads per year. We also provide you an incredible mentorship program that has won many awards. We don't stop there. We have 60 plus opportunities to take your business to the next level, like authoring and publishing books and many, many more. Go to AchieveSystemsPro.com and get started today. Thank you so much for joining us today and a huge thank you to our guest for sharing her wisdom, experience and insight. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor to have her on the show. The incredible stories and achievements of the women we feature on this podcast are not just inspiring. They're a call to action. They remind us that we are capable of achieving anything we set our minds to. I encourage you to take that first step toward realizing your dreams and living your best life. Don't wait for permission. Believe in yourself. And if you're looking for support and guidance on your journey, I invite you to join me. Text WOMEN to 55444 to learn more about how I, your journey navigator, can help you unlock your full potential. Remember, you are unstoppable. Let's make, make big things happen together. <laughs>